Inside the Rink. Inside the Rink is your one-stop shop for all NHL news, insight, and analysis. You can follow them on Twitter at inside underscore the underscore rink. I'll be your host, Clifton Ramey, and I'm with my co-host, Chase Buffia. How you doing, my man? Good, man. Uh, been crazy busy since uh, last time, so um, nice to get on and, and talk a little shop. Yep, yep. Always fun to talk shop. NHL has been wild, though. That's to to say the least. That's for sure. Um, we'll jump right into the Blackhawks news, and we'll jump into uh, just a quick little update on what's going on roster wise. You have Alec Regula was sent down after having a rough stretch there. He was a negative three versus the Blues in his final game. Got sent down. Ian Mitchell, who's finally healthy, had a four point game, and Rockford right at the same night and just happened to get the call up. So now Ian Mitchell is up in Chicago. Ralph Regula is sent down. Uh, that's really the only roster moves that happened. Uh, and then we'll just jump right into kind of recapping the week. There's not much to recap. The Blackhawks are two, six, and three after their hot start. I know that a lot of people were hoping the hot start was going to stick. It's just not. This is kind of what you should expect. This kind of record. Um, Caleb Jones has been absolutely brutal, Chase. How about just how bad he's been? He was negative. Yeah, five I saw his pizza. Blue. I saw his pizza uh, just hot right up the middle. And some guy just got a crazy stick on it. Like, right, times out of 10, that goes through. But, yeah, <laughs> tough. Yeah. Not not good at all. Yeah, it's definitely tough. He definitely deserved to get sat. I mean, it didn't help the Hawks much. I mean, they just played Boston last night. This is currently being recording at 11 a.m. on Sunday, going into host today. Just big news there, host today. We'll, we'll discuss that later. Um, but they played Boston last night and got absolutely just shit pumped. Like there's no other way to say it. They got shit pumped. It wasn't it wasn't even fun to watch. Shots were 43 to 18, six to one. The only bright spot was Taze had a goal on the power play I tip in, but really just absolutely pure domination by the Boston Bruins. You see the gap in just the teams there, and this is going to happen throughout the year at times. Like sometimes the Blackhawks are just going to get dominated. Um, I do want to say though that the retro reverse 2.0s are still brutal and they're not good, but they aren't as bad with the socks and everything. They they're they're not. I want to puke bad. But they're still pretty bad. They're bad. Um, I mean, they're still bad. I'm just saying they're not as bad as I originally thought they were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but since since we lost her on the pod chase, the Blackhawks is just been it's been a tough stretch. Just just absolutely loss after loss. Um, let's see, they lost to the Blues, they lost to Carolina, we did beat the Ducks, and we lost to the Kings. So it's tough stretch, and you're seeing like they're playing better teams, and you're just seeing the gap between playoff teams like Carolina and Boston that are locks, and a team like St. Louis who's on the uprise and playing better. Um, but that's just the gap in the rosters, and it's just kind of how it is. And maybe a game here there they'll they'll kind of battle with a good team, but unless it's one of the bottom dwelling teams, it's going to be a long season for the Blackhawks. Yeah, I mean, as long as God, they they're still trying. So, I mean, show some effort. Make it make it look like you give a shit and get through it. Connor Bernard, right? Yeah, that's what they're thinking. One hundred percent. And then, did you get a did you get a look at Patrick Kane's skates, dude? That he wore for the military appreciation. His last tribute to the city before he leaves. No. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Just that. Just absolutely. Just discriminatory talk. Just won't be on this podcast, Chase. Okay. Back if he wasn't leaving, state. he would say it. He, he would. If he, he was leaving, it. he would say it. No. Oh yeah. No. If he wasn't leaving, he would let the people know. No. I don't know why where, where all these rumors are coming from. I don't know why they're out there. I'm retiring a Blackhawk. 
but until you're signed but he's contract, not. Yeah, you can't do anything. So, and who says Kyle Davidson's willing to sign him to a contract yet? He's waiting to see which team is hot at the right time and which yeah. team he can go help win a cup. I disagree. And at, at that deadline, he's going to be like, it's between this team and this team. Which one do I think is going to win it? Which one can I uh, do? I think I'll enjoy more. No, I yep. just I disagree. I think you have a chance. New York Rangers. No, this is the money doesn't make sense. They're not going to be able to give up what the Hawks want. It's just not going to. It just literally doesn't make any sense when you think about it. And just really, I don't think Patrick Kane wants to leave Chicago. I think he's just happy in Chicago. He's got a brand new little baby. I think he wants to break the records. I don't think he really cares about a fourth cup. Not that he doesn't want to win. I think that his competitiveness just might be chasing some records. Look at other big names across the league who are chasing certain records. One, Alex Ovechkin. I mean, that's clearly just record chasing right there. That's the only thing that's even relevant in Washington. They don't care if they win or lose. It's all about getting Ovechkin goals. I think of Patrick Kane sitting there staring down an original six franchise that he could lead every record possible. And Wash has a lot of guys crazy. out right now, don't they? Yeah, yeah they're brutal yeah. right now. They're, 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 yeah. They, they just need to survive this little bit. And if they can survive a little to get, you know, a couple yeah. guys healthy. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back to them real quick because I do want to just, I want to give Marion Hosa the love that he deserves. Tonight is Marion Hosa's jersey retirement night. Big Haas night. Demi God's returning. Um, they tweeted out this awesome black and white photo, and it was like Marion Hosa and just all the legends. I mean, you think about it. I mean, it wasn't like a hundred people. You think big names, Jomerson, Taze, all of those guys were there. Um, so it was it was really awesome to see that. You look at just everything that that guy battled through. His book just came out. If you haven't checked it out yet, um, I haven't quite got my hands on it. I've ordered it. It's just not here yet, so I've read it. I've listened to all the interviews with him. It's unbelievable just him battling on the skin disease and uh, everything he had to do with that and just battling through it and not being able to even go out to eat to celebrate with his team and stuff like that because he just felt gross from all the stuff. But just I definitely get it. He's and things that like people in Chicago know about is like this is by far was the biggest free agent signing in the history of Chicago sports. Like they got the marquee top end free agent for the first time. Like he's a star. Ever. Yeah, and he, legend. It just, just think about this. He went from losing in the finals to switching teams to losing in the finals to trading to the or not trading to signing in Chicago to then going to the finals again and finally got it done. You th- just think about the run there. The Nashville goal, it takes a five-minute penalty, and then the Hawks tie it up, and then he comes out of the box and wins the game in overtime. It's just unbelievable. Um, the Probably the coolest fact, though, is he's the only player that ever wore 81 in Chicago. Nobody will ever wear it again. It's solely just Big Hoss's number, so that's really cool. Uh, if you look at his numbers, he had played the most games in Chicago. I know he played for like four or five different teams. He played 534 games in Chicago, but just his impact was more important than that. Everything he brought changed the culture and everything. It was just awesome. Definitely, if you uh, if this is out in time, it may or may not be out before the game today. If not, if you can, definitely hit ESPN Plus. Check out Big Hoss Night. It starts at 430 uh Central time. It's going to be an awesome ceremony. If there's somebody that deserved it, it was him. He Do they play him? Uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, watch him get a win tonight. He's gonna he's gonna walk in that locker room. He's gonna throw some money on the board for the boys. Be like, hey, nice nice night out for the fellas on the board. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they but, might win this one. Yeah, think about this. Malkin's gonna walk in and throw some money on the board for the boys too in his one thousandth game tonight. So it's a big oh. game, big, big, big game here. Check it out on ESPN Plus. Marion Hosa. If you're a Hawks fan, if you're a hockey fan, are they? This guy's a legend. Check it out. Just he he deserves his number to be retired, probably in multiple areas, not just in Chicago. Ottawa should be looking at that with some of the people that are getting retired around. Um, no shots. That's a big night in the room for both teams, actually. Yeah, massive night, dude. Massive night. Those guys probably gonna be jumping. Oh, yeah. Like, no, like, like Malkin's coming in. He's like, I not lose, right? He's like, <laughs> boys, we're, we're not losing, right? And then you got 
Kane and Taser like toss night. They're not losing. And you're looking at it. it might be. You're, you're looking at it. Might likely, be the best game of the year for these two teams. It could be. You're looking at likely a backup goalie matchup though, which will be interesting. You're getting Arvid Soderbloom and Casey Smith probably just based off both teams played last night. It's a seven six game. Players are jumping. Goalies it, not it, hot. It could end up being seven six. Who knows? Crush the over. Crush the over. I don't know. Soderbloom's been really good. I don't know if I'd crush it. Over man, he's been really solid. Hit it. Um, you don't think Malkin's gonna be firing? It could be. Let's talk about Pittsburgh a little bit here, Chase. They lost seven straight, and then since then they're four one and one. They won again last night. They shut them out. What do you think about them? If I'm not mistaken, they lost three games that they were up by three goals in the third period. I honestly have no idea. Some, I, I was told that by what I would feel is reliable source. Uh, so I'm going to run with it. That's great. You're just spewing spewing stats now, yep. Chase. Um, right, I like it, though. But that that's a tough look. That needs to get figured out. I mean, I think this is kind of – they're kind of going to ride this little lull for a little bit. But I think come down to the end of the year when it's must-win hockey, I don't know that they're – quite in must win right now, but in a little bit uh, deeper in the year, those guys will turn it on for the final push. They're vets. Well, we all know American Thanksgiving is a huge mark and most teams that are in at American Thanksgiving make it. And most teams that are out at American Thanksgiving don't make it into the playoffs chase. And with it being just a few days away from America Thanksgiving, you look at the standings and it's hard to notice that the Pittsburgh Penguins are just outside the standings. Now they are really close. And, but do you, it, it's hard to say, do they come up short this year? Was it the wrong idea to go and bring back everybody and bring back the old guys? So okay. they have just thrown the towel in a rebuild. Cause you look at it, it seems like New Jersey is, they're going to make the playoffs. No, Pittsburgh needs wild. to go out. They need to they they need to have a good party with the boys. And I don't think that's going to help this team. Yeah, no. yeah, they all need to be fucking excited again. I mean, the four they're all one. It's, you, yeah. you lost seven straight. Like you're going to have to unbury yourself all year long, and now you can't afford to lose. Again. Yeah, I mean, out with the boys ain't going to help that. Like you got to find your game on on the ice here, and I I just don't think that they have the depth, and I don't think like Crosby he's been. After having an unbelievably blazing hot start, hasn't been himself, particularly the last like 10 games, is not necessarily producing. I just don't think that they all, I do think Pittsburgh misses. I think they don't make it in. I think you see the Islanders get in. You see the Devils are going to make the playoffs. Like that's all but a lock. It would take a catastrophic failure for them to miss. So I just think that they're kind of short. And you look at two teams that weren't in the playoffs last year. And you look at two teams, in my opinion, that are going to make the playoffs this year. You also have the New York Islanders. So the Islanders easily can make the playoffs. Now, I don't see Detroit making it. I do think Detroit kind of falls down. But I think Florida takes that spot. So I think there's two teams that made the playoffs last year in Washington and in Pittsburgh that both missed the playoffs. Dude, don't sleep on Detroit, though. Uh, I think Detroit's good, but I just don't think they're quite there yet. A little bit of Derek Lalonde later. Uh, But... Their young locker room, first year head coach, he's like excited about the job, tackling it. So I think they like that's a team that I have squeaking in. But if they come out, it's I think it's gonna be Pittsburgh that so, knocks them. Like I, I, I think they just kind of. I think shit happens with Pittsburgh and and these veteran guys, and when they really turn it on, like there's there's enough talent there that um, they could go really hot. So I know they're a little cold right now, but that that there is a flip side to that, and that's just the roller coaster of a season. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I look at that. I see Florida sitting right outside a playoff spot at this moment, and I just I just don't see Pittsburgh getting it done, and. I don't see Washington getting it done. And I think Washington, it's not necessarily the roster's fault. It's just injuries killed them. They just never have a clean health coming into the year, and it just got worse. 
Uh, I just don't think they're going to be good this year. I think this year is all about Ovechkin scoring goals, which we already touched on. Um, but yeah, let's let's go to the New Jersey Devils. I already brought them up once. Twelve fucking straight wins, Chase. Twelve. <laughs> Look at these guys, huh? Whoa. What are they doing over there? Yeah. This this is this is uh I look like such an idiot, but uh this is why I wasn't surprised. Cause I said like if they if this is their year, they have the roster to be this good. Uh and it's it's just kind of fun to watch hockey. Like they're exciting. They're on a sick tear. They're just having fun putting up points. Um, yeah, not shocked still. And I look like a complete dumbass for my early uh, prediction. But yeah, you do. that's going to happen. Which that's one of us had New Jersey being hot good? Take. One of us had New Jersey being good. It was not me. Who was it then? You. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jack Hughes, kind of balling, right? 19 points in 18 games. Not bad. Yeah. At 100 points still in view there, Chase. Still sniffing it. That's all I'm saying. He's still sniffing it. Yeah, he is. The Devils are really I hope he does it. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see him do it. You know know what New Jersey did to you, Chase? Hot takes. It's midnight, and some kid walked up to your porch with a brown paper bag full of fucking dog shit, Mm -hmm. and they lit that bitch on fire, rang a doorbell, and ran. Yeah. That's what they did to you, and you're stomping in it right now. Don't don't stop it out with your boots, Ted. Don't tell me what to do, devil. Team is just a wagon, Chase. Jesper Bratt. They, I know we said it last week. We're saying it again. You messed up, New Jersey. You're going to have to pay this kid. This kid's so good, dude. Um, so, yeah, he's laughing right now. So you look at the top of the NHL, Chase. You have Boston, Vegas, and New Jersey. Dallas, Dallas is up there, too. Let's play. Let's play a game here, right? We're, we're, we'll do MFK here, and we'll start with Boston, Vegas, and the Devils. Stanley Cup contender, playoff team, pretender. What do you think? Oh, okay. I see how this works. Um, New Jersey pretender, because I'm going to double down. You're really going to be sniffing it. Uh, Bruins. Contender for the last time and uh, Vegas playoff. So I would call Boston the uh, Stanley Cup contender. Vegas is my pretender and the Devils in my playoff team. I love the Devils. I love that. Probably going to be right too. Like with how wrong my jersey uh, prediction was last time. That it's the exact opposite model of the way they used to win. Like defense, grind it out, no goal scoring. Now they're just fast and fun and flying up and down the ice and young and this team's gonna be good for a long time the caps but going up what right happens there. when you put those guys in playoffs i don't know that's why i haven't done as a playoff contender and not a Stanley cup contender it's yeah. that's to be determined i think ultimately they're probably going to need to like do what the rangers did and bolster up the bottom six but so I if think- they make playoffs and get bitched out in round one they're pretenders no because they made the playoffs no they're pretenders then no, they weren't supposed to make the playoffs to begin with. So, like, them just making the playoffs. Like, I'm not saying they're – they're. I'm not even putting them in, like, a contending after they make the playoff type role in New Jersey. I think you, New Jersey, you just look to be happy. I mean, don't get me wrong. You continue this tearing pace and you're winning 15 out of 17, 18 games every time, then, yeah, going into the playoffs, you're, you're a disappointment. But I think if you look at the year as a whole, if New Jersey makes the playoffs, it's just a win. Like, I don't think you can call him a pretender at that point because nobody even had them in. You're over here smelling like dog shit rolling in it because you thought they were bad. No, I didn't think they were bad. I just didn't think it was their year yet. I thought they were a year away. I was clearly wrong. As long as you're well and aware. I mean. Oh, yeah. So just swap down to the opposite end of the spectrum. What the hell is wrong with the Ducks? The Ducks just can't win. Like, but their their young guys are playing pretty well. Like Terry's, got dude. 40. I'll tell you, yeah. I've I in the past couple weeks, I have seen more of Zegris, Trevor Zegris, and well, who's his buddy? McTavish. No, well, he's Troy gross Terry. too. Troy Terry, him and Troy Terry just buzzing around. 
zipping the puck, these just sick little touches and uh, little skill touches that they do in little movements. It's uh, it's must watch. And I've found myself going to Anaheim, uh, watching Anaheim games, picking Anaheim games to kind of watch, uh, to be able to watch those two. And they don't disappoint. They, they just do cool shit. Um, so let me ask you a question here, Chase. About 10 days ago or so, Anaheim Ducks were playing the Minnesota Wild. You got Trevor Zegers comes around the net, does this unbelievable Michigan-style goal. Just to, It's just his goal. It's the Zegers. And it's not even day. shocking. But this goal gets disallowed. And so my question for you is I've listened to podcasts from like Kuliask and all the other stuff and all over the place. He's he's just offside by a millimeter. It's just puppy just a millimeter, right? And if if you look at the play, to me, it doesn't affect the actual play. Zegers doesn't benefit from this. Like it didn't it didn't really change the play. He's offside by a millimeter. Is it offside? Yes. The question I have for you, Chase, is should we be reviewing offside still? Is this a concern? If it's offside by a millimeter and it doesn't affect the play, should we just let it go? Or the rule is the rule. It's yeah, the, and white. yeah. The issue, the issue here is they're the NHL. They're they're the best league in the world, and unfortunately, they have to find black and white. They have to they have to make rules so there's the least amount of gray. Now it's either complete human eye. And and um, you go with the call because I don't think that's what the rule is. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're taking it down to the science of the game and the measurements, right? I'm just watching this right now, people. Um, this little offsides. I'm not sure that this is what the rule was was made for. I think it was more obvious stuff. Um, but it's black and white, so give them the goal. I don't like. I saw a. Uh, goaltender interference and they pushed the 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 goalie's pad in the net they did a wrap around the goalie got the pad, pad on the goal line and they came in and they pushed his pad in and i forget what game it was i, pr- I should have wrote it down i didn't but the ref it, the the puck kind of went in between his skate and his pad and then his pad got pushed in the net and the puck came loose and it was in so the ref didn't call anything he just put his arms up like, hey, hold up. Let me look at this. Let me talk to my guys. Talks to one of the linesmen. And they say they decide as officials because the way to work the rule book for them. And you got to know the actual detail of the rule to know if they're right or wrong. But they go to the to the video to see was did the puck cross the goal line? Yes, the puck did cross the goal line. But it was clear as day that it was goaltender interference because a player 100% came and pushed Spad in. So we spend a good four to five minutes watching, watching them listen to Toronto and ask what they're eating upstairs and can they get a hot chocolate or what kind of beer they want in the room after to find out if the puck went in the net, they come back, they say, we have a goal because the puck did go in the net knowing that, they're going to review it again. They were going to review it. I think it was Philly. I think it was Tortorella. Uh, and and um, so clear they they throw the red flag. They go challenge it for goaltender interference. They go listen again. So now we've just like watching this for the common person who doesn't know what the hell is going on and the the actual rules that these refs have to go by to be able to go look at it. Um, because they can't challenge the goaltender interference right away. So I think I think ultimately in that scenario, I think the ref did the job correctly as long as it took to get to the right answer. Did the job stop. correctly. There needs to be something that Toronto can come over it and so, say, hey, guys, this is clearly not going to be a goal. Don't call it a goal because the puck went over the goal line. Tell them the puck did go over the goal line. However, we had goaltender. Let's just get to the so, point here. Make so the first I call. Think, I think this, and it's kind of what you could do to solve like all the issues. On the Trevor Zegers offside, I'm sorry, he was offside. The rule's the rule. It was an electric goal. We want those goals to stand. 
No, but I agree. Agreed. Uh, I I do agree. I like it how it is. I think they should keep it how it is. I think we need to find a way to brief up that process. And and what they could do is you just simply, you already have Toronto and they're already watching everything and they're already making calls on good goals, bad goals. Like they already have eyes up there. So why is it, why don't we take the reviews out of the ref's hands, which I know the refs might not like, but if it's a review, it's already been looked at by Toronto. If somebody challenges Toronto signals, goal, no goal. You can't though. No, you can't though, because the 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 ultimate the whistle and and the scenario is ultimately on what that ref is seeing. There's rules to it. I just said you take it out of the ref's hands. It's a review. Like it's you have video, there's sound, there's everything. Like you have enough, we have enough technology. Yeah, but then there's the there's the goal that goes in and it's wet it's play is stopped at the in but, at the ref's see, intent to blow his whistle. Yeah. So what's he chase the before most, it gets to his mouth point on the one dead, review. They don't know. So that. on the one review where we're trying to do timing, yeah. cool, you can get the rest opinion. On the 99.99% of reviews that is not about the timing of the ref and that the ref's view is absolutely irrelevant and it's just reading a black and white rule, you don't need the ref for that. Yes, Offside, no, I, and you I don't think... need the linesman involved. Goaltender interference, you don't the ref's opinion is irrelevant in my mind. It's a black and white rule. It's not Hmm, does the ref think no? It's a black and white rule. And if you want to review it, the guy upstairs in Toronto could already have signaled down. It's a penalty if it's reviewed. It's not a penalty. It's a good goal. It's not a good goal. Ref comes, scorekeeper gives him signal, up, down, calls the penalty. Done. It's out of the ref's hands. Unless it's a timing, which is very rare, then you can get the ref's opinion. And it's not hard. They have a phone and a headset. Like they can I think there's still no, I, I think there's yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Da, the, Toronto should be able to come down and say, hey, guys, this is the call we have from the room. And then the ref should say, this might be how they do it, too. We could be, we could be complete. Have, the refs have charge. That's but, why. But they could say, hey, guys, I'm pretty sure it's probably more along the process of, hey, guys, this is the call we have. And then the refs say, well, this is the call we have for this reason. And they go a little back and forth and see if the contradictions or it all makes sense. But you just just stop doing like why do we have to have like a because they're the ones calling the game. No, we don't need to have a jury committee like make a call like when when you well, make a chase when you're roughing doing you calling a trip. The final call does body, come down to the ref. Put your hand up and go. Hey, do you think that's a penalty too, man? Should we call this? No, okay. No, no but you but, you no, but one you do have... one specific ref made a call. You made a call. So. Cool. Let's go to "quote unquote" third. No, but Toronto. but there are call him a ref, Jason. Yeah, he's a there, ref there is. There is. He's a ref. He's a yeah. ref. He can make a call. Correct. There yeah. is. There is calls. There are calls. There is. There are calls. Grammar. There are calls that uh, you make or, or you go to your partner and you say, "Hey, did you? What did you see at this?" Part, yeah, but and then you say what you, you saw, and he says you don't ever change the rule there. Jason. Yeah, they do. No, if they saw something different, then they're calling something more. If they saw something different, Jason, I'm calling goal Jason, off. There is they for sure scenario where a ref is calling a penalty, looks at his partner, and his partner goes, "I didn't see that," and the ref puts his hand down. No, no, no. Agreed. Agreed. Again, that doesn't happen. Jason, you I'm just want to pull like these little minuscule things that are so irrelevant. It wouldn't be an issue if this rule was implemented. I get no. This. I think there that's a like, lot. I think there's a lot of gray that. Way. No, there's not. There's a there's a third quote unquote ref just to put your confusion. Be like the ref has to make a call. Cool. Let's call this guy a ref and not guy in Toronto from the NHL. Let it can be an actual ref. You can take a guy who would normally be skating it around. I think it is, and you stick him in Toronto, right? And he makes a call. You don't need the refs. So it's a third ref. So it's a ref on the ice, quote unquote. I think that's the referee in chief. I think that's who they talk to, no? No, they just talk to Toronto. I don't know who runs Toronto, but Toronto, I believe, is what is their title? I have no idea. I'm 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 just I'm only calling him a ref just to cut you off. So you're like the ref has to make no no no. no, I think he doesn't have to make a call. I have no idea, Chase, but he's not like considered like a ref in the game. He's not correct. listed on he's the, not on the ice. Yeah, so yeah, let's correct. list him on the game sheet, make him like he's quote-unquote on the ice so he can make a fucking call so that people like you are like, no, the refs should call it. No? Okay, cool. He's now officially a game ref. He can make a call. So there's no difference there. He is now officially a game ref. They let him make a call, Chase. 
Now we don't need to spend 20 minutes reviewing calls. It's black and white. He can hit a little buzzer like they do all the time. What happens when a goal goes in the net, the ref misses it, it comes out of the net, five minutes goes down, and then they go, good goal, and then they reset it. So if they can already do it for that, why can't they do it for offsides and goals? Like Offsides and goals agreed. Like just take it out of the ref's hands. Like There's no need. For offsides and goals? That's all the reviews, Chase. That's everything yeah, we review. That's all the time. If you take those yeah. two things out of the ref's yeah. hands, reviews take 10 seconds, the gameplay keeps going. You still sucks. Trevor Zegers doesn't get his 19th highlight real goal. It's still a highlight. It still went viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it sucks it didn't count, but who yeah. cares? Like, I, I just don't think we need, like, the ref making every single call and spending nine hours watching the same play, like, Keep yeah, no, uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We no, I agree. Forward, I agree. You know, yeah, yeah, there, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. At a certain time, you have this much time. At that time, it's, it's not changing. Yeah. It's, it's what you got. Yeah. Um, sorry, Oof. went way off the rails there. That just is what it is. I mean, yeah. every, everyone in general has been talking about that play and yeah. just reviewing it. So I, I was pretty certain that that was going to head down that kind of path because everyone's got a different view on that. Yeah. So anything you really want to touch on, I have a few last things. I just think, do you think the Seattle Kraken are real, Chase? Matty Beneers looks pretty good. Five goals, six Matty Beneers. He is, is a negative seven, though. Yeah. And five and three. I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm not watching a lot of uh, plus minus from uh, – that kid or that program, but yeah, he's, he's looked good. He's looked really good. You're really happy with him. And uh, you're starting to see that uh, maybe this Shane Wright kid is not. They're third in the division. They are three points up on that. They're looking good. Shane Wright's just not playing. He's only got seven games played. I don't know what they're doing with him. Um, Nope. Not. But ultimately, do they make the playoffs, Chase? Uh, No, I just think there's more. I would like to see it. I really would. So don't get me wrong. I would love for them to to see it, but it's a yes or a no. So I don't think they do. I think my Stanley Cup pick, uh, Nashville, which is making me look like I'm sitting in shit, uh, is ultimately going to get in. So I think that they will fall out because I think Edmonton slides up into the three spot. So I think that they they do put a battle on, but I think they kind of like slowly slip out. Calgary could still get in. That's another good team. So they they have some some battling to do there. And then I just want to throw a little love to Martin Natchez, twenty two points, Carolina. It's kind of unreal. Dude, have you checked out some Carolina games? Yeah, Carolina's a wagon. Yeah, wagon. Yeah. When I was fun. when I was doing my early season, told you it was between Carolina and Nashville, and I should have went with Carolina, yeah. and I regret doing that. I apologize. So, uh, Dominic Kubalik, see real? See actually doing this? Twenty one points in eighteen games played, nine goals, twelve assists, into absolute shit for the Hawks for two years, and now he's in Detroit and he's just lighting it up. Fuck that guy. I'm just kidding. He's a good guy, but it's kind of annoying. But I, I don't think it's real. He gets hot and cold from what I've seen. I think he'll have a very, very long cold streak. Um, Every player, when you get a new coach, the good news is you kind of, there's some players who you get new players with a new coach. And you, like a, like a guy who maybe was on the bottom of one coach's list and you get a new coach, it's a nice reset for him. You don't know if coaches, every coach is different with the guys. You give four different coaches the same roster, they're going to pick their top three guys might be a little bit different than the other or their go-to guys in certain scenarios are going to be a little different from the other guys as they're looking for slightly different details. Um so I'm not shocked. Uh, Derek Lund, good guy alert, gets the best out of all his guys, and he's getting that from him. So it's good to see because you knew he could be this good, and now he is being this good. I'm thinking it doesn't wear off because uh, th- this is just kind of the beginning of of what Detroit is becoming, I feel. So they finally got their coach that they want to ride it out with for um, the next uh, little bit. They think he's the right job for, for this, how close they are to being really, really good. Um, so, yeah, uh, like I said in the beginning of the year, I think they're they're going to ride this thing out. Um, I, I don't think so. I think he's just how I think Detroit's a 
decent. I don't think it'll stay necessarily that pace. I don't think they're this good. I don't think he – I'd be surprised if he breaks 60 points and he's already at 21. So I just don't think he's – He's he's a third line. Is he a player. point per game right now? He's he's over a point per game. He's yeah, not. I think he stay. I think he stays hovering around that point no per chance. game. No chance. I think he absolutely does. not. I've watched him enough. I'm not going to talk too bad about him. I like I like him as a person. He's a great guy. I just don't think he's that great of a hockey player. I think he's a third line forward with a good shot. So we'll move on. Um, but let's talk about some really good games coming up on Monday. You have Tampa taking on the Boston Bruins. If you haven't been watching, this game's going to be electric. Tampa's been battling. They've been starting to find their groove. Boston's waking up a bit. Yep. Yeah. Boston's been an absolute unit. If you got ESPN Plus, check it out. If you don't, be sure to sign up on ESPN Plus by visiting insidetherink.com slash ESPN. Again, that's inside the rink. No spaces, nothing there. Dot com slash ESPN. Definitely sign up for that. There's games all week long that are electric. You have New York and L.A. If you want to check out a late game on Tuesday night, you got the Blackhawks and Dallas Stars Wednesday night. If you want to check out a Hawks game, the Bruins oh. take on the Panthers Wednesday night as well. The uh, the Capitals um, Colorado game last night. Uh, I was hanging out, having a couple pops with the Bice and uh what a game. Caller, uh, Washington looked really good, couldn't bury. And then you had Car- uh, uh, Colorado, who just like buried when they had the shot because the Kale McCart dude so one good. time just snizzed. It, it was incredible. McKinnon absolutely shook some guy. I can't believe we kind of skipped over. I, I didn't bring this up earlier. Uh, we're getting into one right now. That Kale McCarr one timer uh, on the power play. Watch this touch. Little angle change, angle change shot. Watch McKinnon one-timer doesn't go. Great location, though, but watch this. Ooh. It's high short side. Yeah. And then there's another one later that they score that he goes past to McKinnon, one-touch pass back, and they're standing in like a box plus one kind of deal. And just, uh, yeah, these two. McKinnon, look at McKinnon's goal, dude. You guys haven't seen this. Go look at them. Go to those highlights. They're on there. And McKinnon just shimmy shakes this guy coming in. Guy almost blows the tire. Boop, boop. See ya. Just catches him. He's so quick and shifty. And And then a little just flick of the wrist. Yeah, so so I had a lot of fun watching that hockey game. Uh Washington outshot them, I believe. I didn't, I don't think I uh finished uh I don't remember at the end of the third. Um, but it, it was a fun hockey. The first two periods were fun to watch. Washington looked good. Uh Colorado looked really good just executing when they had the chance. So yeah, there was some really good hockey last week. That was kind of a sneaky banger, too. So yeah, and again, remember to check out all this hockey. It's a great Coyotes, Hurricanes, thing. big tilt. ESPN Plus. Again, sign up for it at insidethelrink.com slash ESPN. And we're going to wrap it up here with some uh, award predictions, early, early, early season award predictions. Um, I'm going to throw the Rocket, the Art Ross, and the Hart all in at once. It's Connor McDavid for me. It's it's just McDusty. He's unbelievable. He's absolutely flying. He's scoring 60 this year. He might go for 70. Guys on real, just on another level. When you got a guy like Drysidel next to you, or not even always next to him, but just on the same team, it opens up the ice so much for him. He's just his generational talent and just unbelievable. Who do you got for the Rocket, the Art Ross, and the Heart? Um, man, yeah, MVP. I just Connor McDavid is doing things that, and it's every night. He's just taking the team on his shoulders all day, every day. It's it's quite incredible. Uh, yeah, Connor McDavid, Hart, Norris. I would love to see Eric Carlson keep rolling and get it. That's what I got too. But he's I think it's going to be Kale. I think it's going to be Kale. Kale's uh, he's Kale is going to be more consistent. I think in the long run. Here's my early season prediction for like everything. That's kind of messed up to say, isn't it? That I think Hale is going to out 
is going to be more uh, reliable than Carlson. Man, I think Eric Carlson's going to go on a run this year. I think he's going to be a point per game. If he's not traded, I don't see why it stops if he stays healthy. I think it's an easy, easy Norris Carlson. I just don't see anyone keeping up. He's like third in the league in points. It's yeah, really he's sick right now. You think he's going to keep this the whole way through? I, if he stays in San Jose, yeah, yeah. why not? He's, they Fair. aren't going to win games. They're not good. They're like not I said, I think he's, away from him. yeah, I think he's finding himself again, right? Like, I think maybe he's just type of a player that like really needs to puck a lot. And he's he just spitting bombs too. Um, yeah, he's just you see that? everything. He's yeah. a beauty, just dude. Everything. Oh, yes. man. The guy's my guy. rolling. Um, my guy. My Vesna trophy, It's I don't, I don't think this guy's actually going to win, but I really wanted to give him love. He's young. He's been really, really, really Sympathy good to start the season. Logan Thompson for the Vegas Golden Knights. Unreal. Nine wins, three losses, a two two seven Goals against the nine two five save percentage. He had a whopping 20 total NHL game experience coming in. Um, They weren't all-stars, just got into 20 NHL games. He's been fantastic. He's on one of the best teams in the league. I think he's just – he's good. I think he'll he'll stay in contention all year. I ultimately think he might come up short, but I I just had to give the kid the love here. Yeah, I like it. I I, I hope the kid – I think he's the real deal. So uh, I I hope he's in that. A conversation, but I really think this year it's going to be Igor or Ilya, Ilya Sorokin or Igor Shosturkin. You would pick say that five that times. The, the two fan bases that love to go back and forth on that. It's yeah, yeah. I think it's a funny little uh, competition there in the in the states. So uh, I think it's going to be one of those two. I think having each other so close is going to make those two really good for. Um, a really long time. And I think those two are going to carry a, a big time. Um, they're going to, they're going to really turn that. Um, what do you call it? Rivalry up. Um, Coach of the year, Jack Adams, Derek Lalonde. Heard it here first. Yeah, no, but I think Detroit falls off. I've Jim Montgomery, Jim Montgomery, uh, got let go in his Dallas job because he had the off the ice issues. He did everything he needed to do. He's a great story. He's a comeback story. He's in Boston. He's got that team rolling. That team's an absolute unit. Jim Montgomery. Oh yeah, I, absolute. Yeah, I've heard. Unit. I've heard he's uh, one of the greatest guys ever. From a coaching standpoint, I'm not. I don't know the person. I think he's just fantastic coach. Like his team's rolling. Boston's rolling. They're going to be. He good. was a great coach when he left. It was a shame, right? It was a shame that he had to. You know, hey. go go get healthy and go make himself great again. But uh, he was on the ice at the ring doing a fantastic job. So it's nice seeing him back. You knew he'd get his shot. Everybody said he's an unreal guy. He'll go fix his shit and and be back and be better. So what a beauty! So happy for him. Uh, and I, yeah, I I think that's a great. I I think that's a great pick too. I really do. But those two guys. I think I think both of them are going to be in the conversation. I think your guys no chance. Oh, get the fuck out of here! No chance. No. I know. I know you. Oh, they're buzzing right now. Like them and everything. They're buzzing, they're, right they're buzzing in a wild card spot. So yeah, well, they're not. They're not what expected happens, to win. What happens when they're playing normal and not buzzing? They're yeah. out of that wild card spot. His oh, hopes out of Jack Adams are gone. But we're gonna wrap it up with the fun segment again. Oh, Art Ross, yeah, and uh, and Rocket. Did you ask about those or no? I just threw him in with McDusty at the top of the heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the same. It's not hard. But it's big Hoss night again. Fucking love Marion Hosa. Just fun to watch the back checking ability, stick lifting, just stealing pucks, dominating the game on both ends. Just pure joy and everything. Just seeing him and just. Everything Hosa was. Hosa is the perfect ice hockey player. Like he might not have put up the perfect points and everything, but he played a two-way game that was just impeccable. Unbelievable player. So to finish it up and wrap it up in honor of Marion Hosa Jersey retirement night, we're gonna say who if you had jerseys to retire, who would they be? I'll throw out my first two. I got four guys that I want to bring up. We'll throw out the first two. Jim Ronick's 27. Steve Armour's 28. Everyone in Chicago knows those numbers probably should be retired. So I'll throw out there just to calm everyone in Chicago down, make sure they're happy. Both those guys' numbers should be retired. Who do you got, Chase? Yeah, they should. Um, 
I wanted to spend more time on this search than I did. Uh, it's been a crazy week because um, I really wanted to pick like a subtle Jersey retirement that people would be like, damn, that makes sense. Didn't get that creative. I would love to see Yagers go up somewhere at any of the spots he's been. I think he just uh, made a big kind of footprint on every place he was at. Everybody had Yager, the legend, for a little bit. And I feel like it carries it all. I think the only way you could do it is every team that he played for would have to agree to, like, simultaneously, like, same night. Well, I mean, it'd just be looking at where he did the most. Where do you think he did the most? Uh, probably Pittsburgh, honestly. Probably. I don't think you retire his number in Pittsburgh. You got two yeah, guys, yeah. three guys coming Mario, up. Mario, Crosby, Malkin, Latang. Do you think he, yeah, he's you got could, it. You could talk Flurry potentially. Flurry's probably going to get it retired. So I have a, I have two other guys I would like to bring up. One, Blackhawk, who I'm going to preach, and I want to start it now because I have a feeling he's not going to get the love one. When this current group finally is done and they're all going up in the rafters, it's starting tonight with Marion Hosa. Um, Corey Crawford. I think Corey Crawford, you go look at all the Hawks stuff. It's unbelievable. He just is up there in the top five and everything. He just played the solid game. He worked his ass off. He was in Chicago forever. I don't care. He was went to New Jersey. He never stepped ice and never wore that jersey. He's a Blackhawk and a Blackhawk only. He went through the minors and worked his ass off. And this is a common theme is the minors for me. Corey Crawford did it in this organization the whole way through, and he deserves the respect and he deserves his number. Yeah, that makes it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that goes a long way in, with a player who comes up through your through your farm and. Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, and how about did you hear the horse the horry the story on uh, Hosa when they were in a slump and he told everybody, "Call your wives and girlfriends. Right. You're not going home tonight." <laughs> what right, a you. Hosa's an absolute legend. Yeah. If you haven't checked out his interviews, I wish we could have got him on here. Obviously, we didn't. Um, that would have been unreal. He's just an absolute legend. But to piggyback off the theme of guys who've been in an organization haven't left, he might land up leaving here soon. And you look at teams that have won cups, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it's again, this is a guy who's in the league still, but when he gets retired, I think Alex Kilhorn deserves to have his number 17 retired in Tampa. A guy who was drafted by Tampa. I bet you I didn't check out his AHL numbers, but I bet you he's probably got 200, 300 AHL games. He's got 700 NHL games. This guy's just been in Tampa forever. He's just been an embodiment of what they want in a player. He's done his role. He's worked his ass off. He's brought them two cups. He's went to three cups with them. He's done everything and anything they asked for. I would love it. And I would say yes, but he might get the AHL number up there because there's so many guys, bud. You're going to have Vassy, Hedman, Cooch, Stammer that you have to do, right? I, I but Andrew Chuck is Andrew Chuck up there. No, you don't do Andrew Chuck. He wasn't there long enough. You don't think he's going to be up there one day with no. what he's doing still in no, the organization? No. Yeah, but he's still there. No. If you, that you, makes a difference. No. He's you still already there. Gave making... a statue. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that's like, hey, uh, Chuck, you're you're it's it's not going up in the rafter, but that statue ain't fucking moving either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to retire your number, but we'll make instead of putting a team statue for our first cup. We're just going to put you. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think his goes up. I think Kilhorn could go up. I think you look But at do Chicago. you think, will they? That's a lot of numbers, no? Are you going to have an era where you're this good ever again? Probably not. Like, this is going to be Tampa's golden age. Like, this is what, like, you got to think. Like, golden ages don't happen all the time for everybody. Like, go find um, new, like, actually, I was going to say New Jersey's, but there's the early 2000s. Go find the Rangers' golden age. The Rangers yeah, no, don't I have a golden yeah. age. They have one random cup here. Like, go find Toronto's golden age. Go find Nashville's golden age. Like, you don't, you don't win multiple cups and go back to back and go to three cups in five years. Like that's like an era where you should retire four five, six jerseys. Like that's what you do because that's the era that you're always going to look at. You're always going to be going back to and being like, this is what we want to be. This is what we thrive to be. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of like, what's too much. What's, what's too many. What's not enough. If there is any. I think for Tampa, you stop at Kilhorn, and I think for the Hawks, 
You debate Crawford. You debate Nicholas Jalmerson. I would put personally both of them up, and then I think you stop there. I think you do Taze. Um, I mean, I guess you you three guys in Chicago you lump in, and I think Patrick Sharp just wasn't in Chicago long enough. Sorry, because he came from Philly. Oh. I think Patrick Sharp gets left off, but he's also working for them in the TV role, so he gets his praise there. So like, yeah. I think Chalmerson goes. Uh, I don't think I want Chalmerson, Crawford, Taze, Seabrook, Kane, and I would. I'm okay with Sharp. I think he should go. I don't think Crawford, Chalmerson, and Sharp go up though. I think it's just Taze, Kane, Hosa, Keith. Yeah. Good luck to Colorado in like 15 years. Colorado's trying to decide. McKinnon, Kale McCarr. Yeah, but you know they're going to come across. There's going to be guys who just show up no, for Kadri, years like because they're that good. No, I, I don't think so. Yeah, but they'll still get, they'll have guys. They will find guys. Well, you only retire see. guys that are like your guys. You don't retire uh, Kalorn, guys. Like, I don't know that Kalorn's going in the, in the rafters. I think if you're Tampa and you don't retire Kalorn, that's a mistake. You got anything else though, Chase? That might be a while away. Um, no, I think that's it for me. What a time. Uh, now that I'm We'll maybe get a couple more of these and uh, be a little more on a common basis with me being a little more local now. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a little um, easier for sure. Staying in the area, so yeah. Um, but yeah, so definitely big Hoss night. Check it out. Watch the game. ESPN Plus inside the rink dot com slash ESPN. Marion fucking hosted Jersey retirement night number eighty one. The demigod going in the rafters. Remember, it's early. This probably will not be out by the time that his jersey is going into the rafters because the Blackhawks are going to be doing some long, incredible thing, I hope, because it's starting at 4.30, games at 7. So if you're going to have a two-and-a-half-hour thing, it better be good. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Let's go, Hawks. See you all later. Thank you for listening to Go Dagger. Later.